Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you that they love you, let me be the first. You are a gift to this planet. And even if you have recognized it or not, you are. And that is the reason why you can't let anyone at any time dictate to you or tell you who you are. You have to know that yourself. Because there's only one you. And that makes you special. And when you have something so precious and so sacred... You want to honor it, love it, respect it, and have reverence for it because there's only one. And that's what you are. 
You're that one beautiful, special thing that has come to earth to illuminate all of us with your wisdom and with all of your beautiful gifts. And I am so honored to be here with you for today's share. So thank you. And I'm also very happy to have my brother, Stephen Clark, in studio with me today. Let me kind of tell you a little bit about Stephen. Stephen is the type of person that makes the sun shine when you look at him. When you're around him, he's full of energy. From the first day I met him, I remember uh, walking into this spiritual center named Agape. And I didn't say anything. He just looked over and looked at me, and that was it. Went through the whole complete service of Agape. And at the very end, he just came up and gave me a hug. Didn't even tell me his name and walked away. In that presence and that light that I felt was so powerful, I knew that I knew him from another time. Since that time, we became friends and family, and he has been very instrumental in really helping me in my recovery when I died in the hospital. There are times where I felt like I was going to have a heart attack, or I was going to have a panic attack, or because I was going through so much pain because of dialysis, or going through all the different surgeries that I went through, and Stephen would just put me through hypnotherapy to slow my heart rate down, to stop my panic, to make it go away. He's always been there to help me to usher information and knowledge into my being. He's one of those people that when you say something negative, he just lifts it up with a positive. And that's something that you want in your life. And that's why I knew it was important to bring him here to the tribe so that all of you all over the world get to experience my beautiful brother, Stephen Clark. Welcome to the share. Well, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Of course. I, I don't know what to say, but thank you. And Happy New Year to everyone out there. It's uh, my honor and pleasure to be here with you today. And, uh, and it's quite a year so far. 2019 is going to be quite a magical year. And uh, yes, we've been brothers for probably the best of 15 years now. Longer than that. Longer than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. His, your memory is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, it's been longer than that. It because is. I've, I've gauged it based upon different people that I've met that we're connected to. Sure. And I know I've been friends with them long time and I know the time frame. And so, and I met them way before I met you. I met you when I first came to LA mm -hmm. and, um, and that was back, actually, hmm, it, let's just say that I think it was more like 17 years ago. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was 10 years on dialysis. And before that, before the 10 years on dialysis, I was already living my life in, in LA for quite some time. So That's right. Yeah. And we've been through it all, it seems. We have. Yeah. I still remember you coming into uh, my hospital with your mom and dad and bringing me stuffed animals and yes. stuff and, you know, and putting up beautiful pictures on the walls of people's blessings to stay alive and yeah. stay here. And, you know, when we would be at uh, in Palm Springs, when I'd bring my machine with me and I'd bring the cord. Yes, I remember I'd, that. And I'd be like, and you're, you would always just, you know, you always would sit me down and say to me, like, these are the things that are going to happen to you in your life. These are the things that I feel, you know, you have to get yourself in this right place. And you always put me in place when you saw me going, getting caught up by certain people who were influencing me in ways that were not serving my highest good. You were always like, hey, 
you know better than that. You're smart. You're powerful. You, you need to make the right choice. What are you doing? And then I would just 360 degree it and go right into that space of like staying present in the heart. So, And you've done that for me as well. And I remember when we were in the ICU and you were attached to too many machines and we were communicating to people all over the world through prayer circles and we didn't have social media back then. That's right. But uh, I remember we were holding uh, the visual that I asked everyone to hold, which wasn't see him off of the machines or see him breathing or see him alive and strong. I said, envision Shaman Durek dancing. And so I had everyone envision you dancing. And it was probably about eight months later that we were in an event raising money for some beautiful cause. And the music came on and I turned and saw you dancing on the dance floor. And I just spontaneously started crying because that, uh, that visual and, uh, and that intention and our wish was coming true right before our eyes. And it goes to show you how powerful uh, it is when we really believe and we really see it before it actually comes through. And if we hold true to that and not let anything get in the way and persevere and persist and keep on keeping on, things really magically can happen. And so that was a great day in my life. And I obviously a great day in your life too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was very interesting too, because actually that... You and Tomas, it was the, were there, and Tomas started crying with you. Yes, and bless his dear heart, he is now in heaven and having a wonderful time. And we just lost him recently, so we did. Yeah, we put our hearts with him. Um, Beautiful, get soul emotional. Tomas, yeah. <laughs> um, another brother. Yes, another brother of just great love and playfulness and spirit and everything. And, you know, it was interesting, too, because I was in a wheelchair and the doctors had told me I was never going to walk again. And they were like, you're not going to walk. You're going to live in this. This is your wheelchair or whatever. And you were like, I see you dancing. Yep. You know. And they've certainly told you many things that you couldn't do that you've done <laughs> because you don't let that get in the way. No. You know how powerful the mind is. You know how powerful our higher consciousness are, our spirits are. We are these beautiful spiritual beings having these human experiences here on this planet and when we tap into that spiritual side, it really comes through and can make magic happen. Doors open up, beautiful opportunities come through, and you've been taking advantage of that. And the nice thing about it is that you're traveling all over the world, instilling these beautiful uh, truths and lessons in so many people and transforming so many lives. And so what a great blessing it is to uh, see you dancing, because that led to where we are now today, many years later. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting as well, too, is that, like, I I attribute a lot of my healing and a lot of my transformation. You know, recently we just had Dr. Lisa Upshaw on, um, on Ancient Wisdom today, and she was also instrumental in helping me in the hospital to get my body with, you know, and so forth. And you were also instrumental, and also your dad and your mom and your sister. I remember your sister coming in. Uh, I would come out of my coma and be, like, dazed, and I could hear this, like, like, at the edge of my feet. And so we was putting oils on my feet and it was Sandra and it was so wonderful. Your family, first of all, I, you know, I, as you know, what kind of home I grew up in, in my life and what has happened to me and transpired in my life. But I always loved, you know, that I could always go to your home whenever I can always be around your mom and dad. We take our vacations together. Yes, absolutely. You know, and your ability in hypnotherapy is something I've never experienced. 
You know, first of all, I the first time I ever came across hypnotherapy was when I was living in London. I met this guy named John Marsis. This is way before I met you. And he, I didn't believe in hypnotherapy at all because my mentality was all based in the idea that these things are kind of like, you know, whatever, you know. And for me, it was such an eye-opener because he had put me, he had did something in front of me with this watch and and then I was like, it didn't work. And then he had ta- played this tape recorder and the tape recorder had said that I was the Oracle of Delphi, my name was Pythia, and I lived in this time and so forth. And I had no, I had no recognition of going under, you know, and it's interesting because that was my first experience of hypnotherapy. So that actually made me comfortable in, um, in connecting with you. But the difference is with you, whenever I do hypnotherapy with you, which I'm excited because last time I was in town, I was doing it, what was it? I was doing every week or every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. And I think for me, when I'm in town to do hypnotherapy with you every week is so good for me because I feel so lit and so lifted because you take me into these deeper places where I've been holding on to certain um, ideas, even as being a shaman, because even as free as I am, we can always be freer. Sure. Right? Absolutely. And so... What it's done for me is your hypnotherapy has basically just kept me on this beautiful, like flowing energy of joy and happiness, like sustainable joy and happiness. And, uh, and it's also helped my niece as well too, you know, and also my issue that I would have about being in large groups and around people because I had all these like, you know, cause I'm very introvert, but a lot of times people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm really introvert. And since then I've been able to kind of like be comfortable speaking up and doing more things and more comfortable when I'm speaking in public where most people think I look like I have it all together, but they don't know <laughs> the work that I'm doing with you to get to that, Sure, you know, to that place. So I just, want to say thank you for your amazing hypnotherapy oh well it's my pleasure it's uh, wonderful working with you because uh you tap into so many different realms that really uh enhance the journeys that we go on together and um i'm uh one of the vehicles that helps you get to the places that you need to get to but we know in life that there's so many and uh including things like yoga and meditation but going into the guided imagery and going into that uh subconscious mind through hypnosis is a beautiful journey because not only is it so relaxing it's incredibly empowering and oftentimes we feel like we're going to control the journey but yet off we go on some magical mystery tour and uh, and all these uh, beautiful uh, informations get downloaded to us uh, strength courage confidence uh, breaking free of old patternings and old habits that perhaps were uh, pinning us down to earth uh, disallowing us to really fly free so it's a beautiful energetic to be able to tap into that and uh, and and find that uh, powerful inner strength. And you're really good at it too. It's nice to be able to help someone that's helping so many people. It really makes me feel good that uh, I can be a small part of your powerful journey here. You're a big part, not a small part. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Stephen, what do you think is the thing right now that's happening for people on planet Earth on a global level? Well... One of the things that I've been noticing on a global level is that our most important aspect of human beings, and the reason we come to the planet, is to learn and to grow, to blossom, to expand, to take chances, and to reach higher levels of our consciousness. That's why we're here and on what I call classroom earth. And so there's a lot of lessons that we have to go through here. Uh, and 
a lot of times now people are instead of blossoming, they're actually contracting, contracting down into their social media worlds, into their computers, into their phones. And even though they're feeling connected on a social media level, they're actually disconnecting from the world. And so what ends up happening is that we start to get into our own inner planet and we start to move into a form of uh, depressed energies. And then depression starts to go up. And then we face uh, people trying to get out of depression. And a lot of that sometimes leans into things like uh, um, over-the-counter meds and all kinds of other uh, substances to kind of reinvite in that blossoming energy. And so it just starts to spiral. It's almost like the dominoes are starting to fall in this negative direction. And so what I'm teaching people to do now is to release from that inner planet of the phone, put it down and get out and start doing what you and I used to do when we were growing up, which is, hey, you got to go to the park and play. You got to go and check out movies with your friends. You've got to go for a run or a hike. Um, Go to the coffee shop and meet your friend and talk to them in person and re-blossom yourself out into the world. It's so vitally important because when we get into that depressed state, a lot of things happen. There's a lot of luggage that's attached. We get into lower self-esteem, lower confidence. We might not think we're loved anymore. We may not want to stick our necks out into the world and take risks. And it's going right against the grain of why we're here. A seed can turn into a beautiful oak tree or a flower. A baby turns into a beautiful human being an adult form. So it's our natural biological need to expand and grow. And so I've been helping a lot of people to break free of those, I kind of call them like uh, chains or anchors so they can cut free and, and, and start to blossom again and then really um, get into their true uh, being and their true oneness with what's here on the planet for them. Do you feel um, that people are going into a space of codependency on the system uh, um, right now, do you feel that they could find other ways in order to empower themselves? And what ways would that be? Well, yes, I think they are. I think that people are living lives through others right now, and they're forgetting to live their own lives. And so I always say to people that the most important thing is to take care of yourself first and then take care of the rest of the planet. Otherwise, it's like a black hole. The the, the rest of the world always needs something. So it's kind of like when you get on the airplane and they say, put that uh, oxygen mask on yourself first and then put it on the child. It's the same idea. You wake up in the morning and you uh, do your hour of power, which could be uh, exercise. Ooh, I like this hour of power. Yes, it is. Uh, start <laughs> off with intentions. Start off with gratitude. What do you have gratitude for? Even the smallest thing. I have gratitude for this beautiful bed that I just woke up from or the dreams that I just went through or the exciting day that's ahead of me. Um, I have uh, gratitude. And then you set intentions, you get up, you do a little stretching, do some yoga, hit the mountains and do some hiking. We're fortunate enough to be able to do that here in Los Angeles. If you're somewhere else on the planet, find that magical walk along the river or in a park or wherever it might be. Put the skis on and do a cross-country ski trip or something uh, for an hour or so and really get yourself balanced, but really give uh, grace and um, gratitude for your life here on the planet. There was a very wise uh, a Buddhist monk that I met who said that the average person lives around 70 to 80 years. So if we say 70 years, there's 12 months in a year. And uh, so that means that we have 800, 840 months to live here on this planet. 
right? So if we can imagine that those are 840 marbles and they're in a big glass jar, every year you're losing about 12 marbles, right? So less and less and less. So the idea is, what are you going to do with each one of those marbles? What are you going to do? And what's the story that you're going to leave behind here? Rather than uh, being in somebody else's story, make your own story. Come here and, and, and do something that you can leave behind. Leave a great legacy. Uh, and it, that legacy could affect one person or it could affect thousands of millions of people. But that's what we're here for. Classroom Earth to learn and grow and then help those generations that are coming after us to help them get to higher levels of consciousness. You know, there's something that you once said to me when I was younger. You said to me, um, I was going through a very difficult period and the fact that I was, you know, putting a lot of my energy and just like healing people, healing people, healing people, healing people. And there were people that I was working with, you know, who had cancer and have health problems, things like that, that I wasn't able to be able to use my powers. And you had said to me, you're still supposed to work with those people because they're teaching you how to strengthen your power. And you told me about the rippling effect. Yes. And it really changed my perception, you know, because I was always seeing it's like one person, one person, one person, one person, one person. Whereas you were saying, no, every one person is a million people or 20,000 people because that person, because you brought love and healing and grace and kindness into their life, you have created a rippling effect. So that person creates a rippling effect and affects like 20 people or 10 people. And those people, 10 people expect, affect 30 people or 40 people. And then it becomes a hundred and then a thousand and then 20,000. And, you know, and that wisdom that you dropped on me back then has really assisted me and really sitting into myself versus feeling like I have to hustle myself into the world. I learned this um, alignment over hustle because of the, some of the teachings that you gave me, which was to really kind of sink in and realize that even if I'm standing next to someone in the grocery store and I just smile at them, I've just affected the lives of 20 people. It's so true. And I'm so glad you brought that back up. Uh, we all have a powerful light within us. And, uh, and I think the goal here is to really turn up the light as brightly as possible in each of us. Now, when we're turning up our own light with like, for an example, that smile to somebody else, you're passing that light on to that person. Their light now is a little bit brighter. Will they pass it on to the next person and to the next person and then the next person? If there's enough people doing it, uh, the eradication of the dark happens. And so it's so powerful because um, uh, moving into that ripple effect uh, does affect many people. I might be speaking to someone in one of my sessions, or I could be speaking to a few hundred people in a, a group setting, and I might say something that that person in the audience goes home and says to his family or her family uh, at dinner time. And maybe the next person that hears it hears it just a little bit differently. But then it affects them. And then maybe that little girl goes to school and tells her best friend the same thing. And then it starts spreading. And you're absolutely right that you touch one person and many, 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 many more will be affected by it. There was a wonderful man here on the planet uh, named Schindler. And he was in uh, Germany during the time of the Holocaust. And he directly helped 1,200 people escape the Holocaust and at the end of his life, the only thing that he said is he wished he could have touched more. Well, in the 60 years and the 70 years since that time, the 
people that have been affected by the 1,200 that he directly touched now reaches in the tens of millions because of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and, and sisters and brothers and uncles and aunts and everything else. So, you're right. So, thank you for reminding me about that. I'm getting all choked up and emotional over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about how many people that you've touched and in varying languages, through your books, through your podcasts, uh, through your sessions. Uh, it's pretty impressive what, what's going on. And, uh, and, and the best part is that you're having such a good time doing it. You've, you've taken uh, all the things that you've learned, and God knows, as the very old soul that you are, uh, you've been thrown into a pathway in your early life that was really full of trials and tribulations, and lots of uh, thinking and growing and times that you wanted to give up and times that you thought you were misplaced here on the planet and everything else. But it was because you were such a powerful old soul that that's why they kept throwing you all these tests. You have passed them all brilliantly, and now you're taking all that you've learned and you're applying them to all these beautiful people that you're meeting around the world. And then... Good for us that they're applying it to others. So we kind of just kind of keep knocking the dominoes over and hopefully it reaches the far stretches of the planet. Wow. You have so much wisdom and so much beauty that comes from your words. And it's so profound. It's like literally when you speak, I feel like I'm getting liquid light poured into my being. It is like beautiful stardust. I love it. It's so powerful. Oh, wow. So what do you... so? You know, I have so many questions I want to ask you. What do you feel is a way for us to get back to innocence? Back to innocence. Well, I've been thinking about that a lot because innocence is by far the most beautiful place to be. Fortunately, I have two beautiful little kids that are a part of my life, my children, uh, my daughter and my son. And day in and day out, they remind me of that innocence. Uh, when my son comes to me with a box full of uh, matchboxes and cars and wants to create stories and play with them, that's innocence. When my daughter wants to take a hike and we stop and hug a sequoia tree, that's innocence. Uh, when we are uh, learning things for the very first time or admiring snowflakes that are falling on New Year's Eve, that's innocence. And the way to get back to it is by slowing down. We've been going so fast and we're looking for the next conquest. We're looking for the next thing to add into our lives. We're looking for uh, something to conquer and we don't need to do that. It's, it's really like that wonderful line that somebody said, the rose is right under your nose. And I remember reading one of your uh, statements uh, recently about having these awe moments. A-W-E. Aha <laughs> right? ha moments. Our aha moments. <laughs> yes. When we're little and we're innocent, we are consistently having awe moments. Now, when you have an awe moment, the entire structure of your body changes because it is something crazy. When you rode your bike for the first time and you look behind you and no one's holding on to the back of that seat, you have an aha or ah moment and you get chills that run through you and it's spectacular. When you share that first kiss with someone that you have a crush on, uh, you have that moment again. But we can re-invite those in even as adults. You can stand and stare at a tree for 
60 seconds, a whole 60 seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot, but then it can seem like a lot because what are you going to do when you're staring at a tree for a minute? But when you do stare at the tree or the flower or a cloud or whatever it might be, you start to study it. You start to learn about it. It starts to reveal things to you. It starts to tell you that we're all together on this planet as one. And then you get your awe moment. And when you get that awe moment, all that stress, all that anxiety, all that fear, all that chaos, the traffic and everything else just drains out, even if it's just for a few minutes. But imagine if you could invite in a few awe moments every day. It's pretty magical. So getting back to innocence is really good. Sometimes it's even going back to a book you read when you were just a five-year-old kid and remembering Dr. Seuss. Those are those innocent times. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's so amazing. You're so amazing. I'm just in awe. I'm such in awe of being here with you. Yeah, you know, I... I, I think a lot for me is like playing with my toy. I have like, I, I collect action figures and I play with them and I have my sticker book. And as you can see, I have my new stickers on the ground over there that I have to put in my new sticker book. And um, I feel like I don't ever want to grow up. I, I think I literally have the Peter Pan complex, but in a good way. I agree. I agree. I think growing up is not all that. Yeah. You know? not, yeah. And I think the people that figure that out are like grandparents. When you're a little kid, you wear pajamas with footies and you walk around and you're in pajamas. <laughs> and then when you're a grandparent or just a, an older soul, you're back to your pajamas and sometimes with footies in them. What happened in the middle there? That was the part we had to grow up. Yeah. And we realized, hold on a second, we had it all together when we were kids. Let's go back to that place. And then we slow down and we move back into innocence and things like that. So it's good that you have your sticker book. I'm, I'm actually quite envious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like waking up Saturday morning and watching cartoons. That's like my favorite thing. And I love um, like doing anything artistic and fun and playful and, you know, playing video games and, you know, from, but, you know, it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of times what happens is, is that we consider to, we start to consider and associate the idea of having fun would be like going to Vegas or getting liquored or right. like, you know, driving a sports car, like, like, or like, you know, but I don't think that's what spirit is thinking when it comes to fun. I think spirit is saying return back to innocence. I totally agree with you. I think it is. And the funny thing is that when we slow down and go back to innocence, because innocence is really about using your imagination, creating characters out of your mind, and, and inventing games and things like that, there's not a lot of other stuff that starts to get in there. When your brain gets free like that, that's when magic starts to come into yourself. Your creativity gets enhanced, great ideas get downloaded. It's almost like you're moving back into your own special channel of who you are, meaning that, hey, there's a radio station called Shaman Durek, and there's a radio station called Steven, and there's a radio station called whomever's out there. When we have too much going on, and we're going crazy, and we're not slowing down, and we're moving away from innocence and everything else, the only thing we can hear now is static. It's like that shh before you get to the actual station. When we slow down and we move into innocence and we move into opening our imagination, the dial somehow gently gets moved onto the station and then you can hear the music crystal clear. 
whether it's jazz or classical or rock and roll or R&B, it doesn't matter, but it's there. And when you're there as a human being, then that's where the ideas come through. That's where your next profound steps in life will come in. That's when you're back to believing in yourself and your confidence arises and your strength arises. Your courage to fight the fears of a disease comes through. That's where it all is. And the more often that we can move into our channel, the better it is. So we do that through the subconscious mind work. We do that through yoga. We do that through meditation. We do that through creating sticker books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, you know, what do you, do you feel that um, there is, because, you know, there's all this stuff going on between men and women on the planet. What do you think we need to do in order to bring our male versus women or women versus male thing to an end and just kind of just be in love with each other? God, that is such a good question because it's really pronounced these days. Uh, my daughter is going through that right now. She's really into equality and making sure that uh, even as an 11-year-old child that that women and girls are treated equally. And we don't even realize that the words that have been established over time kind of disparage women and put them in a certain place. One of the ways to get back to that that place of harmonizing with each other is to release from yourself for a moment and imagine you're that other person. And what's that other person like? Male or female, black or white, Asian, Latin, old, young, the man that's taking your money to give you a ticket to park in the parking lot. We're all on this planet. We've been invited in again as these spiritual beings having these human experiences. We're here to learn. We're here to survive. Hopefully, we're here to thrive and grow and empower ourselves and learn. But we're all in this dance together. So we're really unified as a oneness with the plants and the animals and the humans and the planet and the universe. So as soon as we can stop thinking about separation or us versus them or red versus blue or that philosophy versus this philosophy, and get back to the tribe that you have built so beautifully, where we're supporting each other, honoring each other, and most importantly, looking through each other's eyes with unconditional love and remembrance. Hey, we've been all invited here at the same time on this beautiful planet to learn and to live and to hopefully grow and 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 help each other that's an amazing place and time to be and again it goes back to the light right if i look at you Durek, with my unconditional heart and through my unconditional eyes i see all of this love and magic and i feel a brotherhood and i feel um that there's someone there that's always going to support me through thick <laughs> and thin he has my back but um, then why is it that I'm feeling that? Because I know that I would do the exact same thing to you. And so it's important that no matter whom we meet, that we deeply love each other and we deeply honor each other because that stranger, well, hey, maybe that stranger was your dad in a past life. Or maybe that woman in the grocery store was your sister in a past life. Or maybe the man at the car wash 
is going to be your brother in the future life. What's that all about? We never know what the dance is here as spiritual beings on this planet. Hmm. But we got to remember, we're all interconnected. Universe is conspiring for our greatness. So if we're meeting people or we're encountering people, that's probably not just some weird coincidence. There's probably some really deep connection to it. And if we just explore a tiny bit, we'll find that connection. Uh, well said. Well said. I just need to take that in for a moment, tribe. And I, I, I really encourage you to do the same. <laughs> and you're doing, you know, you're traveling all over the world. You meet people from all different backgrounds. How do you do it? I mean, you connect in and you find this beautiful energy within people. Uh, and, and you're in Turkey, you're in New York, you're in Costa Rica, you're all over the planet. So you're learning different cultures and you're learning so much. How do you walk through that whole thing and uh, and absorb it? <laughs> uh, for me, it comes down to, I just love people. Yeah. Aren't they so fascinating? I just fascinating? love people. I love animals. I love nature. I love the wind. I love the sun. I love the ladybug. I love the woman who's crossing the street. I love the man with his briefcase. I just want to hold them all in my arms and just kiss them and love them and love them and kiss them. And, you know, and even like the other day, you know, like I was doing some stuff with, um, with some people who were living on the street and stuff. And I just was like, you know, the guy was kind of taken back by me because I like reached out and gave him a hug and was like, do you want anything to eat? And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I would love something to eat, you know? And it's just like, of course I'm going to give you something to eat. You're my brother. Like, I don't want to see you hungry. Right. You know? And it's so true. I think for me, I look at it for the part of my being. There's just, it's so interesting because I think about it when I was a kid. I remember I was with my mother and um, I was about three years old and she took me to the dentist. And at the dentist, they have this little frog and you can open its mouth and you can take like a toy or a candy or something out of it. But I didn't want that. And I just walked out. I left. My mom was talking to the dentist and I opened, I pushed the door open and I walked away. And I walked about two blocks, didn't know I was just looking at people, you know, and there was this woman and she was sitting in front of this grocery store crying. And I climbed up onto the chair and like the bench that she was on. And I put my arms around her and snuggled my face into her chest. Oh. And I just started telling her that like she was, that she was loved and she was beautiful and that everything's going to be okay and of I love you. Did. And she was like, who are you? Where's your parents? And you know, my mom was out looking for me. And, <laughs> and, and that mom, was the seed of you now as the powerful oak tree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oak tree of information. Yeah, and I just, I just love, you know, like when I go to another person's country or hear another language, I, I don't want to learn language just because I want to learn the language so I can talk to the people and share my emotions with them and my feelings and hear their dreams and their inspirations, aspirations, whatever it may be, you know? And like, I just, when I see people, I get so excited with love to just be, hang out with them, to be with them and, you know, and all these things. And so... For me, it just, it's just an easy thing. You know, it's funny because the other day I was in the car with my friend and we were going to a party and there was an Uber driver and he was from Turkey. And I miss Turkey now because I've been in LA uh, doing all this stuff, um, you know, uh, for the book and, you know, press stuff and whatever, all that stuff you have to do in the, the mundane world. And uh, I just was like, 
just I wanted to like reach out and just give him love. And so I just started massaging him and like <laughs> see this big grin on his face, you know, and like he was so happy. And for me to be able to feel safe, to be able to be comfortable, because that was always my issues that I always had love, but I was afraid to be rejected of my love. And because I, I really just want to hug everyone. I could have like a big cuddle puddle and I'd be happy. I just want to hug everyone and talk to them and get to know them and see who they are and what they're about and just, you know, be in that space. But then I always feel like, oh my God, I'm going to love and get rejected because that brings up my stuff from my childhood, right? It's like loving my stepmom. And every time I kiss her, she turned her head away from me, you know? Right. So I try to kiss her again and she push away from me. Sure. So it was always that like, I love you, but I'm going to be rejected. And so you've been helping me process that, which is no, you. You can love people and not be, you know, and not be pushed away and not be, you know, rejected. You can love people and and create a space inside of you that represents you just being loved and just being seen and experiencing that love that you give as the re- the way in which you receive love. And you know, you've been such an instrumental help for me um, on so many <laughs> so many levels. So yeah, that's how I do it. And one of the most amazing things that you do is that you have the profound gift and proficiency to see into people and what they can become. You see potential and talent and you help people tap back into that. And that's probably your most amazing gift because we can easily get lost here traveling on earth with all the different things that we go through yes i'm sure and all the experiences we go through yes and so to have someone show up who's a way shower like you and then consistently enhance within the person a belief in themselves and a belief in their potential a belief in their magic is amazing. It's really an amazing gift. And we come into the planet with that gift and we forget. And I think it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about with innocence. When innocence goes away, we forget about how powerful we are. And so perhaps inviting back in that innocence also reminds us that we can really be anything we want to be. So we go on and you teach and we learn and we grow and then we lean into others that can help teach and learn and grow and we keep imagining a change and then it comes. We imagine getting out of a hospital bed and dancing uh, in front of a bunch of people uh, when everybody was saying, you'll never walk again. Right. It's so beautiful. It's an amazing gift that you have. And I'm so happy that I've been able to be um, a part of that because you've always believed in me since the moment I met you. Yes. Yeah. I believe in, I believe, I believe, you know, like I believe in magic. Absolutely. And, and so when it comes to this world of the subconscious mind, well, that's a big library that each individual has. And we all have thousands and thousands and thousands of books in there. And they've been created by life's journey things that we've seen or heard or read, things that we've experienced, maybe seen in a movie and whatever. Some of those are quite impactful. And hopefully most of these books in our library are positives, but there are negatives because after all, we are here on, again, classroom earth. And so we have to learn and grow. It's just like going to a math class. If you know math, why would you go to the class? 
if you know Earth, you don't need to be there. So you obviously don't know Earth, so you're here. And just like going to math. <laughs> so that's great. Continue. If you make I, a mistake, wonderful. I loved it. If you make a mistake, you got to be like, oh, I'm down with the program. Right? So you go into your classroom and you're in kindergarten and somebody says, what's two plus two? And you come up with three or five. That's a mistake. But hey, you're in the classroom, you're going to learn it, and soon enough you'll get there, and then you'll move on to subtraction and multiplication, et cetera, et cetera. In life, you make a lot of mistakes. And the sooner we jump on the bandwagon that mistakes are considered to be wonderful, great things versus it's busting our perfectionism mold in front of others, you now really move to higher realms of success because we're supposed to keep learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. <laughs> I love this. Right? Yes. And so when we tap into the subconscious mind through guided imagery and through hypnosis and through beautiful music and everything else, what we're really doing is we're going back into that library and we're saying, you know, I've had enough of not being successful or I've had enough of saying things to myself that are limiting beliefs that tear me apart, that say I'm not good enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not fat enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not short enough, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough. And we say, you know what? Enough is enough with those. Let's get those books out of there and let's put in those books that enhance our lives, such as I'm an amazing being. You started off today with that beautiful um, information about how special everyone is, right? And when I start my sessions, I always tell everyone, don't forget that you're a masterpiece, and people look at me and say, what do you mean a masterpiece? And I said, well, <laughs> think about it. You're the only one of you that's ever been here. And you're the only one of you that's ever going to be here in this form. So you must move into a place of unconditional love and honor and respect and acceptance for the beautiful soul that you are, because the inner world creates that outer world. So if you're holding love for yourself and you're holding confidence and self-esteem for yourself, what do you think is going to show up? Love and people that hold you in self-esteem and people that see you as a confident being and so forth, but it's got to start from the inside out. And when we come into the planet as little babies, we've got that. You know, but then we're hanging around with people like classmates or parents that maybe aren't such great parents or siblings that get envious or whatever, and they start downloading things to us. You're no good. You're not fast enough. You're not this enough. And if we're not careful, and as kids, it's easy not to be careful, we absorb it. And then we start running that. And all of a sudden, we've gone from a place like, I'm powerful and I can kick ass on this planet to... I'm scared and everyone's better than me. <laughs> so yes. when we get into that subconscious mind, mm. we get the awareness, hey, you know what? That doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to do this instead. And in the beginning, it might seem like a pipe dream, like I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. And you're not feeling it. But let me tell you, you've been running the other program, I'm not beautiful, for 20 years, 30 years. So it's got a lot of gravitational pull and it doesn't want to give up because it enjoys being alive. But the more often you bring yes. it in and the more often you remind yourself, it starts to grow and get stronger and stronger until one day that whole line, I'm not beautiful, I'm not good enough, it doesn't resonate any longer. And you look around you and you notice all the beautiful things that are happening to you. But it started from you and it started going back to that place of, innocence, that place of self-love, that place of remembering 
to honor your mistakes. Everything's polishing the diamond that you are and so forth. Pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, it's amazing. And the way you express it, I'm so lit and it's so powerful. And the tribe is like dancing around the lit flames of just the amazingness that is coming out of your mouth right now. Well, thank you. I feel a lot of angels around me. So there's, you know, coming from you and, and, uh, and our brotherhood that goes back many, many years. I know you've envisioned us back in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. I and, remember you from uh, Atlantis when I was, I was a teacher, a teacher in, Something like that. in the outskirts of Atlantis. Yeah. And you still are a teacher, such a powerful teacher, but you're also such a great student. You teach me all the time. And thankfully it goes both ways. And even sitting here today, I'm learning so much and I'm being totally lit and inspired as well. Uh, And that happens every time I'm with you, whether we're playing games or we're having a session or we're eating some dinner or we're traveling around or whatever it might be, or one of the most special times in my life when you were part of my family during the time that I got married to my beautiful wife, Abby. And you were mixed in with my father and my sister and my mother and her parents and brothers and sisters. And you were in our circle as a brother as well. So you've been there all the way through and it's nothing short of magical. I love your family. I love, and I, I love, love yours too. I love your family and I love spending time with all of you. And I remember when you, when you, you married Abby and I mean, everything. You're just such a gift, Stephen. You're such a gift. Oh, well, I'm, thank you. And I'm your wonderful reflection to you. You know, Derek taught me how to say thank you, by the way. <laughs> Remember times when people would tell me nice things and I would hit it back like a tennis ball. Like, no, 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 you're really special or you're really yeah, you did good looking. Good and he would be, stop that right now and say thank you. And... That gift that he taught me to say thank you, I have now told probably 5,000 people to do the same thing. Stop, say thank you, and tell that person how much, they, how much you appreciate what they're giving to you. Because it's kind of like when somebody says something nice to you, it's the same way if somebody hands you a gift. Like, would you swat the gift out of that person's hand? Like, no, I don't want the gift. No, you probably wouldn't, but... If someone's going to say something nice to you, it's the same thing. It's a beautiful gift. <laughs> and that little kid inside, which we all have, little Derek and little Steven and, and your little one inside, they need to hear these things day in and day out, you know, because that's what empowers us. Don't yes. disempower yourself. Empower yourself. Empower yourself. Every day, when you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I'm deserving. I'm beautiful. I'm magical. If you want to focus on a certain aspect of your life, abundance is flowing to me with ease and grace. I'm uh, divinely guided and protected. Um, Magic happens in my life every day. And it may not happen that first day that you do it, but I guarantee you, if you keep going, it's going to start happening. And then your awareness is going to wake up and you're going to start noticing, you know, every time I say something magical is happening to me in my life, Something does. Now, I know Durek loves music. I love music. I feel like I've got this whole slew of music angels around me. Um, were you in my head just now? Because you know what I was about to say out of my mouth? No. I was about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Should I, I just about, said yes? I was about to say, you've got music angels. I do. <laughs> and you start talking about it. And I loved it. I was going to say, like, what is three songs that you could tell us to listen to that would uplift us or make us have, you know, go? Because you really are a gift mm. of, of, of the knowledge of music. And I remember every time I'd come to your house, you always would have a song come on or you'd play music or you'd introduce me to a new song and you'd go to this concert. I'm like, how did you get in that concert? And you're like, I just walked in. That's right. <laughs> I was just going to tell that story. God, please do. And I'll say it quickly though, but uh, I absolutely love music like Derek does. And we know because he has all these fantastic t-shirts. I'm so envious of him. And, uh, and so when I go to see music, I already know that I am supposed to be there and I don't know what it is inside, but it's like, I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to see one of my um, spirit friends who might be that musician and they don't know that person, but I'm supposed to be there tonight. And so I have no doubts whatsoever that I'm going to be there and enjoy it and participate. Oftentimes I may not have a ticket and oftentimes it might be some kind of a crazy sold out thing. And I just show up and I'm walking towards the thing and suddenly someone will appear out of nowhere and say, do you need a ticket? And I'd be like, sure, how much is it? And like, oh no, I just want to give you a ticket. Or someone will open the door and I'll be able to walk in or whatever that is. And then I'm inside. And I have such a strong belief in that, that the door is open. And I'm only bringing up this story because if you out there around the world choose in something that you really believe in, don't let any doubts get in the way. Go for it. Trust your heart. Trust your instincts. Trust that little whisper from the universe in your mind and go for it. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know how the door is going to do, open. You don't know how who's going to show up to help you get there, but it'll be there. Trust it. And so, so I love that. So um, there's two new artists that I really like. And um, they're just coming now to the United States. Uh, one is a man, his name is J.S. Andara. He comes from Kenya. Mm. And he came out with a song just past Christmas um, about his mother and how much he missed his mother. And it was the most beautiful song I had heard all year long. And now he's coming across the United States for the first time to uh, bring his wisdom and his singer-songwriter tales so if he comes to your town, take a risk and go see him. Because right now, he's probably playing in a place that only fits about 100 people. But I can tell you, in a couple years now, probably be a couple thousand. Um, the other is a beautiful little girl, uh, well, I should say a young woman, who is just turned 17, and her name is Ambar Lucid. And we like that name because Lucid always reminds us of the light. And, uh, and if there was ever an old soul that uh, is traveling the planet playing music, it's her. And she not only sings in English, but she sings in her Spanish. And what she's doing that I've never heard anyone do before is that she's rhyming English words to Spanish and Spanish back to English. So it's very, very cool. So those are two That's wonderful amazing. artists for That's you. amazing. You know, you do have... You really do have these angels. I've I've never seen anyone who will call me up and someone will, everyone will be like, oh yeah, no, there's no way Steven's going to get in that place. That place is sold out. There's no more tickets. There's no one scalping tickets. There's nothing. And then I was like, and then you're like, I'm in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm in. And me and your wife are like, what? 
But it's just happened. Like, how is this possible? I know. It's amazing. I know. But Derek, you take it to a different level. He'll, you'll, Derek will give me a call and I'll be, uh, where are you? Oh, I'm out to dinner right now. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Where are you at dinner right now? He goes, oh, I'm eating at this fantastic river. I mean, fantastic restaurant on the beach in Tel Aviv. And I'm like, in Tel Aviv? <laughs> or the next one will be, yes, I'm just coming out of the theater in London. You know? So I do it on a local basis here in Los Angeles and Hollywood. And Derek takes it on a global level. I definitely am global. I, I You know, it's really funny because my aunt, who was... Um, uh, world famous uh, mezzo soprano opera singer. She, when I was young, you know, she was like, you know, I know you're doing all the shamanic training and you're the spiritual side of our family and everything. She said, but darling, you have to do what I did. You cannot stay in America. She's like, so here's what I have yeah. for you. So she put this globe on the table. She said, spin the globe wherever it lands, you go. So I, you know, I spun the globe. And she said, oh, now smack your great. finger down and tell me what it says. And it said, London. Fantastic. So I got on an airplane and went straight to London. Wow. That's so great. Yeah. And that's when the magic opened up for you. The magic opened up. I mean, of course, I got engaged and had to call off the engagement. That didn't work out. But it was all a good lesson. It was all a totally. good lesson, you know? Absolutely. And which, you know, from London, it led me to Italy after my calling off my engagement and then to Italy, to Amsterdam, and then from Amsterdam to Israel. And it was just something magical. And so I, I live my life in that way, you know? Like, I live my life, like, I'll walk down the street and be like, if I'm supposed to go, the wind will blow right now. And all of a sudden, the gust of wind comes. And I'm like, well, it's time for me to go. That's you what know? I do, too. And, and it makes it a lot more fun. And it also reminds us that we're much bigger than just our physical selves here. And, uh, well, speaking of magic... We have a magical day today. It's January 11th. So we have a 1-1. One, one, a little earlier, it was 11-11 and 11 seconds. We had a lot of ones lined up. So I'm wondering, in your own opinion mm. or in your own energies, yeah, what is this year of 19 of the 20th century, 21st century, bringing for all of us? What, do we should, what should we be focusing into? So... I believe that last year it was about cultivation and it was about really kind of cleaning up the weeds, you know? Yes, it certainly felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It really did. I felt like I was a gardener, like, you know, picking out the weeds and so forth. And so this year I feel is the year of harvest. And I feel like this is a year where we cleaned up all the weeds and it was able to grow, right? And so winter is this hibernation aspect of, you know, the growth. And then the seeds are being planted right now from all the stuff that we did. So those seeds were planted towards the end of the year. This year remarks a time of harvest, not just the harvest of taking and gathering, but it's the, it's the understanding of the true divinity of purpose. So it's the understanding of the harvest of self, right? It's, yes. it's, the, it's the harvesting of self. It's the bringing out of that which you have been hiding or masking or, you know, um, not ready, not, uh, not stepping into. Perhaps you had some things you needed to cultivate. Perhaps you had some things inside that you needed to nurture. You needed to bring love to. You needed to clear some things in your life that were not in alignment to your truth at the highest level. I feel like a lot of that was last year. And this is the year where the soul comes into harvest, where it's like, hi, I'm here. I'm shining. I'm bright. I'm illuminating. 
and I'm okay to accept all these really beautiful things into my life. And so this is the year where all of those beautiful things show up because you're saying I'm here. And so now spirit goes, oh, there you are. We've been trying to deliver this package to you. And we kept going to all these different addresses and we couldn't find you. But now we see there you are. Here we go. We've had this package for you. And we've had that package for you and this package. And then I just see the, the, the overflow of all of these gifts because you're saying, here I am. And you're not hiding anymore. Oh, isn't that terrific? It's really true. And, and when you're not hiding anymore, new people start to arrive. And they say, where have you been? I've never seen you before. And you can say, I've always been here. I never noticed you before. And it's because you're becoming in focus to them now. And you're climbing up that staircase of life where now there's newness and you're able to present yourself and that confidence and that self-esteem are all really shining just like a smile that goes out into the street and begets another smile. So you're absolutely right. I like that. I'm going to take that to me and do a lot of harvesting this year. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, for I that. mean, I think I'm going to harvest you this year. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you on harvest. That's right. I'm about to harvest you. I'm going to get you out. Because I honestly, you know, Stephen, you have so many powers. And I remember at the time, this is one of my favorite times was um, we were meditating and your one of your ancestors came into the room. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you that. want to tell the story? Yes. Well, we were feeling some heavy energy at my home. And uh, and so we were all meditating uh, on the couches, the separate couches. And suddenly we started hearing, well, I started hearing footsteps. No, I heard footsteps. They were like and boots. And Durek was also hearing footsteps. And... We weren't communicating to each other, and I was like thinking, man, that is like a really loud cat or something walking down the stairs. And Durek was busy thinking, why is Stephen walking around not meditating? Why is he walking up and down these stairs? It's so rude. And then we turned to each other exactly after the meditation, and it turned out that there was uh, a long uh, past uncle from my life that was an, uh, a rather not good entity attached to me that had shown up. And so Shaman Dirk, through his wonderful skill set, was able to um, put the that uh, that ancestor of mine uh, to rest and send him on his way so that he wouldn't uh, uh, infiltrate my life any longer. But uh, that was a pretty amazing experience. And I've had a number of amazing experiences with Durek. I was so annoyed. I was like, is he really walking around right now into the down those stairs and into the kitchen? How did he get up those stairs to be clocking around in his yeah. boots? And when did he put boots on his feet? I was thinking all this in my Me head too. while my eyes were closed. And we had another powerful <laughs> friend there named Kellen, and he was also going through it too. Yes. He was actually like, had already picked up that it was my uncle, and he was like, I think communicating to him, like, hey, what are you doing here? And like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, but it was all done in, in, in this kind of like, uh, I guess, imaginary form through our minds that we were really connecting in. Yeah. It's really neat. Or what was the, uh, was it, you said you had a person who, um, you called me at one day and you, you said that there was a woman who couldn't find her. Yes. Oh, that was an amazing experience too. Uh, uh, sadly, I uh, had a friend whose uh, husband had passed in a, a tragic car accident and, um, and he had, uh, all his paperwork where it was in some sort of a, a safe deposit uh, box in a bank, but somewhere very far away. 
And we didn't know where it was other than it might be in the country of Costa Rica. And so Shaman Durek did almost a spontaneous closed eye connection to his guides and everything. And he started seeing images in his mind. He saw the image of a key and that this key was being hidden in a drawer in a certain room of a house in Los Angeles. But then the key was uh, um, now connected to a certain bank that was in Costa Rica and the bank had flags and the flags had lions on the flags. That's right. <laughs> and then he, uh, and so when we communicated this to, uh, to um, my friend, um, uh, she, was, she, she was hard of believing it, but she just followed the guidance. And she found the key, and then she ended up going down to Costa Rica and finding this particular bank, finding the safe deposit box, and finding all the paperwork that was needed for uh, that particular experience. And it was nothing short of just incredible, really incredible. We've always know? had very, you know, it's very interesting because I always say to people, Stephen will have these clients, and he'll call me out of the blue and say something to me. I'll be in the midst of doing something crazy. <laughs> right. I'll either doing a shoot of some sort, someone's right. interviewing me, and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I have to leave the room for a second. Right. It's, it's my friend Stephen. I'm like, what's going on, honey? What's going on? You're like, well, there's this person and this thing and da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold on a second. I'm going to go into spirit world. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> and then I come back, and I'm like, key, boom, this thing, that thing, they're in this country, go, you have to go there. The thing has a flag, so look at it like this, da, da, da. Okay, okay, are you good? Okay, good. And I go back <laughs> into my That's street, right. and everyone in the room is like, like, what What were you doing? And I was like, my friend, you know, the situation, I, I, it's fine, it's good, we're moving on, let's go forward. And it was really funny, because one day, I remember waking up, and I had no idea that it was association to you. And so I woke up, and there was this, this, um, this man and he was talking to me and he was so like full of energy and he and I he kept saying like um you know tell Steven's dad I love him tell him I love him and I, and I said how did you how did you die and he kept pounding his chest to his heart and he kept going I died of a heart attack I died of a heart attack and I was like, oh, God, here we go. I'm going to call Steven. I was like, like, because sometimes I have this part of me that's like, okay, Derek, you're a little crazy. But I just, <laughs> you know, but I do it anyway. And I called you. And then you, uh, you're like, well, I don't know what that's about. But let me call my dad. And then you called your dad. And it was your dad's friend who that's just right. passed with a heart attack. That's right. His best friend, Jack. Yeah, his best friend, Jack. And his Jack found me. It was the craziest thing. I know. I was like, how does Jack know me? I know. Well, you've always <laughs> taught me of many things that you've taught me. That there's such a thin veil between the, the physical and the non-physical. We all have a team of spirit guides around us. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're right about these music angels as part of my team. They, they, but, no, we're not right. We Durek, know we're right. Uh, Durek has, uh, Shaman Durek has a lot of uh, guides. And if these guides can't give us the answer, well, they've got access to thousands upon thousands of others that can bring us that. And... Uh, and from going from being a non-believer now, I, it's it's uh, more profound to me and more believable to me than even this couch that I'm sitting on in the studio today, uh, because it has uh, reoccurred uh, on a daily basis. Every day I'm looking for that magic. Yeah. Every day it shows up. I love know? magic. I do too. And sometimes when I get lost, uh, or sometimes I'm confused, um, I can just look up into the sky by sheer... Something says, look up, and then I will see, you know, an animal totem such as the hawk flying above me that reminds me, oh, keep looking at the big picture. The big picture, everything is good. Don't get caught up in this little mundane stuff right now in this particular moment. Go to the big picture. You're healthy. You're breathing. You have love. You have friendship. You have family. 
you you're fortunate enough to have the roof over your head and and food in your tummy and so forth and that's part of that thin veil where does the hawk show up from well maybe it's a little bit of that harry potter stuff where magic just shows up at the right time and if you tune in you'll find it mm. and so part of the Yay. subconscious mind work with hypnotherapy is tune into yourself if i can leave you with any tips Tune into yourself and listen to what you're saying to yourself. Are you supporting yourself? Are you building yourself? Are you your number one cheerleader? Are you really getting down on yourself? Are you mimicking a parent that was mean to you when you were a little kid or a bully that was at school? And then think, which one am I running? And then when you find out, maybe it's the one that's not feeling so good. Stop. Turn it around and build yourself just like you would a little child. You're magical. You can do this. I believe in you. Get back on that horse and ride it again. You can do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Persist. Keep on keeping on. Love yourself to the fullest max. And you'll notice that you will change your entire vibration on this planet. And you will see it from the glimmer of other people's eyes when they look at you. You'll feel it inherently. And... You might even get little goosebumps all over your arms, just like I'm getting right now from talking about this, which is kind of like my sign to myself that I'm tapping into the right thing. So cool, isn't it? It is so cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you've been a wonderful teacher. Oh, you have too, my love. Yeah. I always yeah. say, I, I always say to people, you know, when people try to say, oh, like, you know, you're Shaman Dirk and I'm like, yeah, but I'm Shaman Dirk, but I have so much to learn. Yeah, we do. You know, and I think... Um, and that's a good humbling place to be. Yeah. Always learning. Always yeah. learning. When someone presents something to you and it doesn't feel so good or you have to go through a rough breakup or something is transpiring, you just can't figure it out and you're really feeling like that quote unquote victim in the moment, stop, remember, universe is conspiring for my greatness. If this is showing up, this must be part of my greatness what is hiding behind the the darkness of this particular scenario? And if you're patient enough and you study it a little bit, it will reveal it's why it's showing up to help you in life. And so you go through that breakup. It's really hard. But then down the road, sooner than later, some really magical being shows up into your life that just takes you on a journey you never could have thought of. Um, and that's why that had to happen. So the universe was moving something out of the way to bring something more profound in. So we can keep remembering there's always something, there's always that silver lining, there's always that you know, beautiful lesson to be learned from every experience. Your trajectory on your journey here will be a lot more peaceful You'll be going with the flow instead of trying to swim against the flow, which is very t challenging and hard. And, um, and you'll start noticing the magic that life really has for us. It is so true. I love magic. I see it all the time. And I live in both worlds. This girl asked me yesterday, she said, what's it like for you to live in this world when you come from magic? And I said, well, it's really simple. You just love everything. That's it. It all comes back to that. Coming back to our 
music. The Beatles had it all. They no, definitely. Love. That was love. all through all their songs. Love. And so we have to remember that it does birth from love. Love unconditionally. We see the oneness in each other. We love ourselves. We take good care of ourselves. We're taking care of our little part of the planet. And then Mother Earth gets healthier because one person takes care of their part. And we keep adding it together and adding it together. And again, coming back to just keep turning up that light inside of you. Keep turning up that light. It'll get brighter and brighter and brighter. And then more people with that light will show up. And then you're giving the light. And then we're creating that beautiful domino effect and the ripple and the waves of good energy to the world. And, uh, and that's really the secret. And isn't it crazy how simple it is? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because we're just like this little thin veil from all the other spiritual dimensions. I still remember the time when we were out in the desert and uh, we were out in the desert and we looked, we found a portal and we saw, and we opened it up. We did. Together. Yes, we did. And we saw this, these beings, yes. these beings. Ancient was, uh, it, yeah. Native American Indian uh, tribal fathers and yeah. grandfathers. That's right. We did open that. Yeah. So that was the first portal we opened. And then the second portal we opened, which came out of nowhere, because you and I were just like, well, we can open one portal. Let's open another one and see if we can see that, see into it. And we opened another portal and there was this, remember there was this tall giant and it looked it looked yes. like through the portal at yes. us. Yes, it was so big. It was so big. And I was like, oh my God, what yeah. did we open? What Close did we open? it, Close it now. <laughs> we both were frozen in our tracks so, yeah we were frozen and we were just like staring at it looking at us and it just like it, we could see its world and it was so tall it's like look so it, like remember it turned its head and looked at us with its eye yes. and was like peeking in the it hole was talking and talking to us and we were yes. just like what was happening yeah and i was thinking man i'm seeing things because I don't know what's happening. And then I turned to look at Shaman Durk and he, was, and he turned to look at me at the same time. I go, do you see what I'm seeing? And he goes, yes, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and we ran. Yeah, and your yeah. wife is like, what are you two doing? And right. we're like, you don't even no, know what's you out even, there. You let's don't even let's know. just close that. Not open any more portals for today. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, We've I had know. so many adventures. Yeah, those are great adventures. And I'm excited for the ones that are coming Yeah, too. me too. So how can, um, because you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. You don't really go on social media. You've never really been into the social media world, but you have so much to offer this world. So many people need to know you. So many people need to know you. They need to do sessions with you. They need to be in your presence. And, you know, there's got, I mean, do you do stuff over Skype? Do you, because they're, because right now, like in this tribe, we have people from all, all over the world who are right now thinking, I want to go, you know, do something with Steven, but they're in like another country. Do you do things over Skype? And things I like do. That? I do lots of Skype, uh, which has been fantastic. I was just on with Paris this morning. And, uh, and so that's a great way of going. I'm harvesting my social media presence this year. 
Going I'll help back to you. What we were talking about exactly. I'll, I'll support you on that. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of information that needs to get out there. That's what Spirit keeps saying. Uh, it's important to touch so many people. So many people need to hear things because uh, you know we we feel lost out there. And uh, and uh, as a teacher like you, uh, I love to teach and to guide and to move people forward into their energies. Um, my uh, website is. Thrive Empowerment Coaching, and that's spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Thrive Empowerment Coaching. And that's where you can find me through email or through uh, the phone or through Skype and that sort of thing. And I have a little bit of tidbits in there about what I do and, and everything else. And uh, I love to meet people all over the world. Like you, I've lived all over the world. Yes, you have. I was born in Colombia. I'm a Canadian. I live in the United States, but I've lived in England and Italy and Spain and Switzerland and Venezuela and uh, and so I love people, and 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 it's really fun to connect to them and empower them, and uh, and so uh, to be able to guide people into new directions and help them get out of their own way is really nice. Because every time I meet someone that's asking for help from me, I always learn from them about me as well, mm-hmm. and it's so wonderful because that keeps me really tuned. And then it turns around and, and, and tunes the person that's there. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, really lovely. And, uh, and I have just started a very new Instagram site called uh, Subconscious Empowerment. So you can find me over there too. Subconscious Empowerment. One, at, subcon- at, at Subconscious Empowerment. Empowerment. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, I mean, Tribe... If you have not had a session with this man or just been in the presence of this man, you will understand why he is a beautiful part of my life and has made it possible for me to be able to give so much love to all of you because he has been such a pioneer in my my life and also in my ability to recover through the things that I've gone through. And he has taken me from a place of where I, there are times where I was ready to throw in the towel. Yes. And Stephen was like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Here's what we have to tell you. That's and right. you just like channeled, boom, write the information to me. And I was like, what was I thinking? Right. Remember like, we were sitting on my deck overlooking the city and we started talking and envisioning you with your television and traveling the world book, everything and, and commingling with other amazing healers and your book of course your books there's many more mm-hmm. coming and uh, and all the goodness that now has come into fruition and um, and you know when you have these powers as a little kid and a lot of us have these powers as little kids there's more of us than you believe there's so many people that are really empathic and connected and you listening out there might even know that um, we find each other and we help each other and so forth. But when you have this, it's really important to remember to not hide from it and to remember that when you were a kid and you had those strengths, people might have laughed at you or may have uh, thought you were strange or that uh, you're different and so forth. And then as we get to be adults, we might start thinking the same way. And so uh, both Durek, uh, Shaman Durek, was helping me with that and I was helping him with that to remember, hey, that's not our energy anymore. That was kids. 
we're now adults and we've got the same gift and we're going to push it forward now. We don't care what anybody thinks. We're going to get this out there and then look what happens. All these people get helped. And there's such a tremendous growth and change. And uh, so, yeah, I was really happy to see that transform in you too. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> Thank you so much for being on well, today's share. I love you. We have to bring honor. you back on. I can't wait to bring you back on for another share. It's been a beautiful experience. And uh, I'm so fortunate to be here. I'm in such honor to share time with you. Every time that uh, you're here in uh, Los Angeles, I'm so happy to be able to just spend minutes with you because uh, uh, it's such a prescient, precious time for me. So thank you for bringing me on. It's been a really beautiful experience. Thank you, Stephen. I love you. Satnam. Satnam. Thank you so much, Tribe. I don't know what you're feeling right now, but I can definitely tell you right now, I am riding the lit train. This is the Liddy Committee of Love, and we are rocking it. And it is so powerful, so amazing. I know we're on fire because I'm on fire, so you definitely feel the fire because we're all in this tribe together. And I'm just so happy that you got to experience one of my dear friends who's my heart and my soul. And you, you know, to just set up an appointment with him, connect with him if you're in LA contact him meet him for tea invite him on your own podcast you know get him involved because this guy's got to get out there because he is a powerful being of love and pure light and when you talk about love and light from that perspective he is the embodiment of that so please go check him out follow him on instagram get into his groove because he is he is literally getting into his groove is putting you on the move and i love you all so 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 much if you're not following me on insta um, on instagram that's shaman Dirk at instagram so you can get onto my ig lives and talk to me personally and we can i can learn from you and all the knowledge and information you have. And also, if you want to level yourself up, go to shamandirect.com, get involved in my classes, my workshops, and get involved in all of that. And soon, we are putting up a platform, which I know everyone's going to be excited about, a shamanic classes that will be featured on my website, where you'll be able to go on and learn the shamanic techniques and just take, take your whole life to another level of litness. Exciting news, tribe. My new book, Spirit Hacking, is now available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and wherever books are sold. Put a pre-order in, tribe. We are here to change the world with this book. And by pre-ordering this book, it is making it possible for me to be a New York Times bestseller. So the more books we sell on pre-order, when all the books go out, it's going to be great. It's about being lit and it's about spreading that fire around the world. Invite to ignite. Let everyone know Spirit Hacking is available. Love you. I love you so much, and you are the world to me. Until next time, see you later, alligator.